Even though we're in the midst of a UCLA football dream season, it's the bye week for the 6-0 Bruins. Top 10, top 11, top 12, whatever polls you like to use. And I know some of you have requested to talk about some basketball, so let's get to it. Or the ceilings and the floors, the highs and the lows I can expect from UCLA men's basketball under Mick Cronin this season. A lot of freshmen, a little bit of youth with some veteran presence mixed in there. Let's talk about the Bruins and their upcoming season, a bit of a pre- prediction preview. Let's go to it, baby. This is Locked On UCLA, and the intro's not working, so we're not going to hit it. So, Bruin fans, get those hands in the air, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, U, C, L, A, U, C, L, A, fight, fight, fight. Well, it's your favorite host, Zach Anderson Yoxheimer. So let's get right to it. Thanks for making Locked On UCLA your first listen each and every day. Except a little late in the day. In the meantime, thanks for making it your first listen every day, each and every day. It's free wherever you get your podcasts, variety platforms nowadays. It's free wherever you get them. Thanks for watching on YouTube. Like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you for the support. This episode is brought to you by none other than Sling TV. Want to know about more about Sling TV? Just know this episode is brought to you by Sling TV. And Sling has something for everyone, especially when it comes to college football coverage, and probably at some time college basketball coverage, massive lineups of games from the ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, SEC. You can always catch the games you want on Sling. I can do do that as well, too. Check out Sling TV. You've heard about it, I think, for a while, but check it out to see the massive lineup of games they have all season long. Sling TV, it's the TV you love for a price you'll love. Try it today. I promise you. You should try it. Just like you should try and listen and get ready, rocking and rolling. Your favorite host, Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer. Got the A-clap done already. Let's rock and roll. All right, Bruins fans. It's bye week. We're not talking football. We're going to go highs and lows for UCLA basketball, what I think for the Bruins this year. UCLA last year with sky-high expectations. The Johnny Juzangs, the Jules Bernards, the Jaime Hawkins Jr., Tiger Cab, whatever it may be. Cody Riley, everybody important coming back from the Final Four team from that 2021 or 2020-2021 weird COVID season. Bruins had a nice magical run in the tournament from the first four to the Final Four, an overtime, a shot away from either double OT or to almost winning that game against Gonzaga. So they came in with sky-high expectations for the 21-22 season. The Bruins ended up going 27-8 overall. 15 and 5 in conference over on the Pac 12, 14 and 1 at home, 8 and 4 on the road, 5 and 3 neutral site games. Good enough to finish second in the Pac 12 tournament, where they were just short of beating Arizona on the road in a Pac 12 tournament title game where they had to lead a lot of the time. Wildcats came back. UCLA ended up coming just short of beating North Carolina with a halftime lead, elite late against the Tar Heels, and blew it to the eventual. National runners-up. Overall, UCLA had some weird scheduling. Three cancellations, including a game versus North Carolina. They even had a rescheduling for two games against Long Beach State. So many weird games. And for the most part, they got through their Pac-12 schedule unscathed in terms of avoiding COVID issues with games being canceled. They got through it, got through the back half of the schedule, beat Akron, They beat St. Mary's and then eventually losing to end their season. March 25th of 2022, 73-66, to way short of expectations for that season. 
with the Johnny Juzangs and all that and all sorts of things with Mick Cronin. Bruins fell short 27-8. and eight. You would think a little bit better record. You would have thought, all right, a little bit better than the Sweet 16. Despite the opponent they ran into, you, you would think round-wise it would have gone a little better. This year, a little different story. Again, let's go over their roster for UCLA. I believe, if I counted this correctly, I went right over it for UCLA before. About eight to nine freshmen on this roster. You have the late, the older freshman, Abramo Zaka, who came over from Italy. You have Adembona, who is supposed to be a stalwart 6'10 freshman, who's supposed to be elite. We talked about that a long time ago on this podcast, how Mick Cronin went on another show and said, hey, Adembona is supposed to be elite. Jaime Hawk is getting a lot of preseason love from other polls, whatever it may be, in terms of, all right, Jaime Hawkins could be the best wing in college basketball, one of the best. See, I saw a poll the other day where he they said Jaime Hawkins Jr., the best power forward in college basketball, whatever you think he may be. You got Jalen Clark, you have Amari Bailey, the freshman, Tiger Campbell, whatever it may be, a lot more youth with a key note, one of the Power 5 plus Big East conferences. UCLA is the only one without a single transfer. So a lot of growing that needs to be done. Mick Cronin, in his initial interview for this team, mentions how his team, he's ready to coach. He's got to instill a lot of defensive principles, a lot of principles, get offense good, talk about the defensive principles, instill a lot in these young players, whether it's the Nigerian, Adembona, Amari Bailey, whoever it may be, the walk-on with Evan Magikian, a lot of guys who he's got to instill principles, not guys coming back who you expect to be, you know, like, like the Juzangs and the Jules Bernards, and the Cody Rileys, who had some roles already. This is a team with some roles and guys who are still going to fill out some roles. So when it comes to my low, I'm going to go maybe not crazy low, but still low expectations for the Bruins this year. And then for the high, well, we've seen in college basketball that the sky-high expectations can be very good with youth. And it's interesting that UCLA didn't go out, get an impact grad transfer. They didn't necessarily need one. You still have Tiger Campbell and Jaime Hawkins Jr., seniors, redshirt seniors, guys who have been there a long time for Mick Cronin and company, where they got that veteran presence for UCLA. Okay, They're, they got this is their roster for the Bruins. They've got the mixture of the freshmen, the mixture of the veterans. They got you know an interesting cast of characters as UCLA finally getting some four-star recruits, Devin Williams and Brandon Williams for the class of 23. They could go more international. I've heard rumors of another international recruit coming. We're not going to talk about it until it's official for this season. In the meantime, UCLA, there's different things. There's different ways this season can go with sky-high, low expectations, whatever it may be. UCLA, whatever it may be, there's, there's just different ways this season can go. We're going to get to that. But let me tell you and get you excited about the likes of Underdog Fantasy. We'll get right to it because UCLA just know that this episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to f- spice up the college football season. Just know that it's easy to play. It's available in over 30 states. Just pick, pick between two to five players across any team, not just the Bruins. You can pick across any team in the country, decide they'll finish either higher or lower. It's one of the easiest fantasy games to play out there. You can win cold, hard cash fast in a single game. Just know you can sign up with the promo code Locked On. One word, and Underdog will give you a doubling of your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100, get $100 free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. 
Again, that's Underdog Fantasy using the promo code Locked On. That's one word, and get in on the college football pick'em action today. Even though we're talking basketball today, let's go to it during bye week. First little segment, kind of what happened last year, last couple of years, little roster. All right, let's get to it. What am I thinking? We're going to start with the bad news Bruins first, as it's Zach Anderson. Yoxheimer locked on UCLA. This is what their schedule looks like for UCLA this year. If you've already seen it, all right. Meantime, whatever it may be, their non-conference home schedule, UCLA should go easy. Walk through it, cupcakes. And I know college basketball a little bit easier to get upset at home with a random mid-major, but for the Bruins, even though they have some youth, they should get through. They should get through their non-conference home schedule unscathed. They've got the likes of Sac State opening night, November seventh, Long Beach, Norfolk State, Pepperdine to the world, Bellarmine coming to town. They played them last year in Vegas. The big games for the Bruins in the non-conference stretch include Illinois and either playing Baylor or Virginia in the Continental Tire main event. That's right before Thanksgiving, not the weekend or week of Thanksgiving, the weekend before in Vegas in T-Mobile Arena. And then a couple of non-conference games, neutral site against Kentucky all the way in New York, and then in Maryland at College Park on the road against the soon, the future Big Ten rivals, the Terrapins, all the way out in Maryland at the Xfinity Center. For the Bruins have one last non-conference tune-up against the Aggies of UC Davis, and then first into conference play, in the December part, besides the Oregon and Stanford early on into going to conference play late December officially and going through other than a little standalone at Stanford and at Oregon. All right, we're clear on that. What can go wrong for the Bruins? Well, the thing that can go wrong is there's a lot of, despite Jaime Hawkins Jr., the Singletons, whatever it may be, there's quite a bit of youth for UCLA on this team. And while you can point to different guys, whether it be Dylan Andrews, Abrambo Zonka, the Bonas, you have Amari Bailey's. You can point to a lot of guys. There's still so much youth on this team that maybe it could be at times like last year, you'd see Johnny Juzang just trying to pound the rock. Maybe that might happen this year with Jaime Hawkins Jr., a little different skill set, of course. But this could be a team where the youth plays a factor in a negative way. They maybe they'll get some big wins, they'll get some big losses, whether they go play Arizona and they come up short, the Pac-12 title game, they don't know how to handle USC without playing behind a home crowd with the students away in early January. For the the four, for the minimum for UCLA, I think the minimum for the Bruins this year. Last year they went twenty-seven and eight. A, a, a bad case, a worst case scenario for UCLA's schedule and for UCLA this season would be a double-digit loss season. And you could still make the tournament. We've seen UCLA do that first four to final four. But I would think it would be a double-digit loss season where the freshmen just frustrate Mick Cronin to no end, and whether it's Amari Bailey and whoever it may be. And we're not trying to talk bad about these guys, but it's just, you know, what what could happen? What could go wrong? The freshman kind of project just doesn't work. Some of these guys are leaving right away, whatever it may be, and UCLA doesn't click on any cylinders, whether it's veterans with the freshman mixture with guys coming in. They, with their 33-ish games mixed in with the likes of some Pac-12 games, uh, we'll, we'll give them 38 games because last year they played 35 with some cancellations. We'll say about with a 37-game schedule, 37-36 for UCLA, if we can do the math right. Mm, mm, 26 and 11 would be 37, all right? 26 wins 
11 losses. And it could be a little bit less. It could be 25 and 12, whatever it may be. But a bad season would be them with the first-round exits in the NCAA tournament. First-round exit, and if it's first four or the first round, whatever it may be, that would probably be worst-case scenario for the Bruins. There's definitely a world where they can maybe not make the tournament. I just think that their worst-case scenario, what this roster stacks up to be, would be probably a first-round exit in the tournament this season for the 22-23 to season. That's what could happen. UCLA's got quite a bit of youth, and that's what could hurt the Bruins this year. It could. You just you always have to factor it in. I know college basketball's made it away, made it to where it works. And interesting enough, the Bruins don't have any locker room guys they have to worry about in terms of transfers, but it's freshmen gelling with what's already been built here by Mick Cronin as he continues to move forward with his staff, keeps going now tapping into the international pools, getting guys in that area, expanding nationwide, grabbing top, top-rated recruits in New York, getting guys in his own backyard. Maybe this year just doesn't work. Mick Cronin always finds a way to have his guys gelling at the right moment, it seems like. At the last moment, that 1920 season, UCLA seemed to be figuring things out. COVID hit. In 20 and 21, gelled at the right time, got to the first four, Finished in the final four. Last year, figured it out on the run to the Pac-12 title game. Seemed to be on the verge of doing good things in the Sweet 16, but they still flamed out a little bit early than we would have hoped. I would have hoped. Whatever it may be. What could happen this year is just such a struggle in the early going against the big-name opponents. Small possibility they lose and get upset to a team they shouldn't, whether it be a Norfolk State or... Something randomly at home, Norfolk State won their conference last year and made it to the tournament. And for UCLA, there's a possibility they mess around and they could lose every important non-conference game considering none of them are at home. Whether it's the likes of Illinois that's officially on the schedule, either a Baylor team that's been consistently good or a Virginia team that's always consistently good in a neutral site, albeit on the more the western side of the United States, or a neutral site practical road game against Kentucky that's going to fill out Madison Square, go to Maryland. Maybe they lose all these games, drop a couple of early random December Pac-12 games against Stanford and Oregon, and UCLA just bottoms out early. And they figure things out late, as Mick Cronin's kind of proven to do, but they don't have that resiliency, and they could end up falling a bit short in the first round of the NCAA tournament. That would what I see an early eggs in the Pac-12 tournament, whether it be first round, However, they they stack it in the weirdness of it. You know, the kind of win here, win there in Vegas. And maybe they fall a bit short. Pac-12 tournament early. Do that in the NCAA tournament. And I would say worst NCAA tournament first round. That would be a worst case scenario for UCLA. And I know they're just practicing, just getting started. But now let's get, start feeling good. We start a worst case scenario. Now we're going to go best case scenario. Obviously... The dream for UCLA is a national championship. Not necessarily sure if this is a team that can go all the way this year. They have some key crucial pieces, some youth. And I think definitely a ceiling as high as the Final Four, whether it be Final Four national championship game. Things have to go right. Bracket has to break right. Your path, however it may be. If UCLA wants to be national championship good. And mind you, this October 14th episode of Locked On UCLA the birthday of the great legendary John Wooden. You have to be a good team if you want to be held in 
accountable with those legendary wooden teams, the longtime UCLA head coach, the story, the well-hallowed John Wooden for all the history books for UCLA men's basketball. It's his birthday. He was born on this day in 1910 was John was the likes of John Wooden on October 14th, 1910 in Indiana before eventually becoming the UCLA head coach back in 1948 to 75, 10 national championships, seven in a row, whatever it may be. Those are the legendary teams. So for UCLA, Mick Cronin is building a program trying to trend upward and he's doing it with the times while also rebuking the times he's so far at this, this season, no transfers, tapping into that international pool a bit more, including the late signee of Abramo Zonka. He's getting that star freshman with Amari, you know, Amari Bailey, and then starting to pick recruits from other states in different places and take guys from their local schools who was the number one recruit and bring him to UCLA, which means teams can maybe start a little sluggish early in the year, but once their talent flexes with some storied veteran presences like Tiger Campbell and the likes of... Jaime Hawkins Jr. You can't forget Mr. Three-Point Shot in David Singleton, too, mixed in with guys who've already done that, been there for the Bruins. So absolutely this ceiling out of a team with the youth mixed with the veterans who could maybe gel more than last year's team is easily a Final Four. This team could, team could easily be better in terms of record. Maybe they won't show it in terms of potential, but this team certainly has the capability of making a Final Four. What was the joke that Mick Cronin used in his first presser after practice? Amari Bailey doesn't need help on offense, folks. Something along that line was his quote. It's, how good can this team be defensively? They've got a couple of 6'10 guys. they got a Dembona. Mac Etienne, remember him? Before he got hurt and missed all of last year. He's a third-year freshman after he graduated high school early and became a late part of that Final Four team. He's a redshirt freshman. Kenneth Nuba, the redshirt senior. So they've got a little bit more size, a bit down low, you could argue. They've got some very big guards, very big guards, outside of Tiger Campbell, who's still been a, a, a wily, wise veteran for the Bruins and has shown at times he can take over games. So definitely this is a team where if they can take it, take advantage and really showcase themselves with those four marquee non-conference games all the way from home, those are the games, those four mar- marquee games. If they get two wins, okay, depends how they do it. They get three wins, watch out against the likes of an Illinois or Baylor slash Virginia and Maryland on the road, and then Kentucky. Those are all games away from home that can really help their quad wins, help build in good rapport with the committee as they look at their resume and get themselves what is important during the final two years of the Pac-12 run to get ready for Arizona, who's just ranked ahead of the Bruins and arguably, this is a team who could easily go better, be better than Arizona with the likes of a good, strong start and compete as they do finish with Arizona at the end of March, which I'm not sure is the best of things when you play Arizona at the end of, at the, end of the regular season near for the Bruins in Paul Pavilion to end the regular season. They play Arizona at home on March 4th, their last regular season game before Pac-12 tournament, and then the NCAA tournament. So this is definitely a team that can easily make it to the likes of a, a Final Four. They have that ceiling to them. The youth mixed with the veterans. Even Jaime Hawkins Jr. the other day who was on the local news with his sister, Gabriella. First brother-sister combo to be playing it with the Bruins since the Myers. So UCLA certainly has the capability to do it. Arguably some very easy non-conference stretches then a pretty 
sneaky, brutal punch in the early, the middle part of November, early December, where they go to Vegas, two home games, and then start Pac-12 at Stanford and against Oregon at home. But certainly the Bruins can show the capabilities of making it. So the floor, I say NCAA tournament first round, the ceiling, obviously national championship expectations are starting to be the norm with McCrone and year in and year out with what he's building in Westwood at Pauley Pavilion. But I think with, with the youth that he has, no transfers, I think it's Final Four level capabilities. And even last year with team, last year's team was a Final Four team. They just ran into the wrong opponent at that right time, at the wrong time. UCLA wants to be that team that's the wrong opponent at the wrong time for somebody else as opposed to losing to that team, cruising to the Final Four. That's the key. Meantime, let's get our hands in the air, Bruins fans. Let's go. Let's get locked and loaded. Make sure you check out Locked on Pac-12, your second listen. Got hands in the background as we're on the road. Let's go. Thanks for tuning in. Locked on Pac-12. Go check out Spencer McLaughlin. Make that your second listen. Thanks for supporting Locked on UCLA. Eight clap time, baby. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. U-C-L-A. U-C-L-A. Fight, fight, fight. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Basketball season is around the corner. Don't forget to su- stop supporting your football Bruins. Basketball is around the corner. We're getting excited. Busy season is very close to being upon us. This has been Locked on UCLA. Go Bruins.